0: I'm excited about how technology is uh, being democratized, how it's plunging in cost.
1: One of our missions is to positively impact one billion
0: people. The relevance of a new technology to solving problems that affect like a billion people. All great stuff happens because someone inspires someone else to do something. The next wave of innovation is going to be eroding the territory.
1: it Disruptors. Welcome back to another episode of Exponential Africa. On today's episode, we're going to be chatting to a dear friend of mine, David Roberts, who's probably one of the leading experts around disruption, innovation, and leadership around the globe. David is going to explain the meaning of disruption and getting behind disruption in a very short, brief conversation around what does disruption actually mean and what does innovation mean and how do we bring it inside our organizations so that we can thrive in the future. I really hope that you enjoy this episode. Take a listen. None of this would be possible without the incredible support of our partners. Our main collaboration partner is the Development Bank of Southern Africa, who is also our first Singularity U South Africa country partner. The DBSA has a massive focus on how to bring prosperity to all South Africans through infrastructure development, communications, technology, water and energy and have some incredible projects you'll be hearing about in a few months. Our global partner, Deloitte, is also a country partner with us, and we have been building an amazing relationship with Deloitte over the last three years. Working with their team has really shown us how Deloitte really does live up to their mantra of delivering impact into Africa and helping their clients transform and be ready for the future. Next is our strategic partner, who is also a country partner and has been on this journey with us for the last three years, MTN. MTN is Africa's largest mobile network and is leading the way in communications, bringing data and communication to millions of South Africans and Africans. Welcome back to Exponential Africa. Here we are in Costa Rica. The sun is shining. It's a beautiful day and we are at the Singularity Costa Rica Summit. We're fortunate enough to be here with David Roberts, who is a dear friend and one of the top innovation and disruption experts globally. Uh, David has an, had a, an amazing career from building drones to working on uh, nuclear fusion reactors uh, to many, many different startups and companies. David, thanks so much for being on the show. It yeah. is always
0: great to be here with you, Nick. Thank you for having me. Yeah.
1: So you are also the Singularity U faculty mm-hmm. on disruption and innovation. Yeah. In the last couple of years, you've been really traveling the globe looking at where the future's going. Uh, what are some of the highlights for you? What are some of the things you've seen?
0: Hmm. I, I mean, I think, well, speaking of highlights, there was sort of a downlight. And, and the downlight recently um, was that Clay Christensen passed away. And I don't know if you'd heard that. But you know, Clay was, uh, one, he's an incredible human being. But he is the person who actually came up with the phrase disruptive innovation uh he was a harvard business school professor and he'd been watching how uh junky japanese cars had entered the us and then slowly crept into the market to become the best cars in the world and he studied why that happened and how it happened even though the big companies didn't want it to happen and but they couldn't stop it uh and he was actually quite involved with helping them to stop it but couldn't understand it himself and then through that, I think he created this breakthrough for the theory around disruptive innovation. Amazing. And so that theory has really been upheld for the last 30 years or so. I think what we've realized in the last two or three years, which is answering your question, is that it's not the only kind of disruption. So he was right about that. And no one, I think, has disproved that theory, and I think the theory will never be disproven. But I think now we know that there's actually other kinds of disruption besides the one that he coins, disruptive innovation.
1: What does the actual word mean, disruption?
0: Yeah. So there's a lot of different ideas around the word. But I think we can universally agree that competition is different than disruption. So we had gas cars and then we had hybrid cars. And hybrid cars, they compete with gas cars and we'd probably always have both. And so now electric cars arrive. The question is, well, do we always have both? Or do we just end up with electric cars? Because there was a period for almost four years where they started to build roads with a horse lane and a car lane, because people thought, well, we would always have horses and cars. Oh, wow. And literally in four years, it went from almost everything being horse-drawn carriages to just cars, because you don't end up with both, because they're not competitive. One disrupts the
1: other. One is substantially better than the other.
0: It's, um, it's a number of things. Um, and yes, that's one way of thinking about it, is one is much better than the other. Uh, but another way to think about it is that one obsolesces the other. One makes it, it's not even so much that it's better, it's just the other thing just cannot survive as a form of competition to the new thing. Okay. And this is actually why it's so difficult for big companies to deal with it. Because big companies usually deal with innovation. And so they make their existing stuff better. And they're great at it. Because they have salespeople, they talk to customers, the customers give them ideas, they take the ideas to their marketing department, their marketing department gives it to their engineering department, who builds the product, who gives it back to the salespeople so that they can say, look, we built the thing that you asked for. And that cycle continues, and that's innovation. Disruption is when someone in the company says, well, I know we've been building these horse-drawn carriages, but I want to do this car thing. And if they started to do the car thing inside the horse-drawn carriage company, you could imagine the chaos that would start to ensue because everyone in the company would realize that this new thing is going to get rid of all their stuff. And so when companies try to do something disruptive, it creates a civil war, a subtle civil war in the company. And it rarely is actually successful. And it's why only startups seem to do disruption only startups and unbelievably sophisticated companies that have actually learned to do it. Apple's learned to do it. Apple, they have an iPod, and they say, we're gonna create the iPhone, and it's gonna to totally disrupt our own iPod, which is the leading you know, electronic product in the world. And only they had been able to sort of figure that out. And they've done that, I think, four times now. Incredible. And that's why they're the most valuable company in the world, no doubt in my mind.
1: So you have to be, like, you have to be agile, adaptable in this new world. You need to realize that, you can't just do things the way you've always done them, or you can't get comfortable with a product. Once you've got a product, you should be looking at how do I actually uh, disrupt that product, you know, within my own organization, but not yeah. this, so that it's going to create the civil war within the organization.
0: Yeah, and it's tricky because I think in the beginning you actually don't want to try to disrupt your main thing. Like Google is pretty good at not trying to disrupt the search engine because it's their main thing, and they. They know they haven't fully figured out disruption yet. And so they're, they're trying to disrupt some other industries. And as they learn to get good at that, I think eventually they'll realize, well, OK, we've gotten good at it. Let's try to disrupt our main thing. I think it's very dangerous to disrupt your main thing if okay. you're not yet good at disruption. Because if you, if you mess it up, you mess up your main thing. And you mess up the other thing. You mess up both. <laughs> and that's actually what happens. what happens. So if a CEO learns that something is disruptive, that he's got a disruptive idea in the company, what they typically do is they find the R&D department and they stick it in there. Because the R&D guys work on things until it gets better. The problem when they do that, because everybody usually loves the R&D department because they make their stuff better. But the minute you stick it in the R&D department and it's disruptive to all their stuff, they stop working with the R&D department. And when they stop working with the R&D department that means that the cycle of innovation now also breaks. So now you've like broken the company trying to do the new thing. So it's not that you haven't just failed at the new thing. You failed at the new thing and you're now failing at the old thing too. You messed up all the processes. And and so we see this happen a lot when companies try to tackle disruption and they haven't fully learned how to do
1: it well. Thanks so much. Uh, we've run out of time. Thanks, thanks, thanks for that. Total joy to be here, always. Mm. Uh, really hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Make sure to like and subscribe on our page. And uh, we'll be hearing more from David. We're excited that he's coming back to South Africa. Uh, yeah. And uh, see you soon. Keep smiling. Thanks so much. I really hope that you enjoyed that episode and learned something around disruption and innovation and what it actually means and how we can bring it into our lives on a daily basis. First, get good at disruption before trying to disrupt yourself. Make sure if you like this episode to subscribe to our YouTube channel and to our podcast and uh, have a great day and keep smiling.